Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your host for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They will be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You are encouraged to call in and share your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Are you ready for your dose of hope? You're listening to Pause I Am Radio. Dunn and Jack McEnroth. Jack, are, what you, up? are you there? <laughs> hey, yes, what you're up? Up. <laughs> What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? I was having a little I'm brain fart trying to log into the the um oh, no. site, and I but it's fine now. <laughs> she pulled it together at the last minute. Okay. <laughs> well, well, that's because you're pretty, and you always do that. You always pull the shit together at the last minute. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I pull a MacGyver. I just like, pull a bobby pin out of my hair, and it's all good. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Jack, how are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Lots yeah, of interesting things coming up. Yeah? Well, tell me about them. Um, I don't know how much I can, but I uh, have a meeting with Kenneth Cole, or at least his people, um, uh-huh. you know who he is, right? He's the chairman of oh, Ampar yeah. and the designer and all that. Yep. Uh, on the 20th, which uh, to talk about possible collaborations, and they'll probably just tell me no and kick me out, but it, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, big project, which I will talk about on here very soon, which it's not ready to talk about yet, but it's consuming all my time. Very exciting, very exciting. So, yeah, you'll hear all about it very soon. But it, uh, that's really? Kind of, really? Well, I think well, you actually well, already know about it. You might, have received an, you might have received an email from me, but we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten anything from you. you, you did, yeah. It was a group. Well, whatever. We'll talk about it later. It was a group email. You yeah, know, I yeah, sent it whatever. to you. Yeah. No, uh-uh. What's going on no, with no. you, so, lady? So, so, boys and girls, Jack doesn't talk to me unless we're on the air. That, that's how it works. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> well, Jack, do you know that I'm moving to New York? Really? Yes. Awesome. I'm August 29th. I'm August 29th. I'm I'm leaving North Carolina. I'm, well, I'm, I'm coming to uh, what do you, what, Are you going to move in with me? Um, I'm going to be moving to Staten Island. Awesome. It is it is one of the five boroughs. Just so everybody's hearing this. It's one of the. Oh, I've boroughs. never heard and of it. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's way down south. It's so far away, but um, but I'm actually going to be uh five. It's a five minute walk from my apartment to the Staten Island Ferry. Excellent. So what prompted all I know. this? Um, divorce. Oh. I don't think I've told anybody this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, wow. So um. So that's why I'm moving to New York. I'm actually, um, 
Jeffrey Berman in the in the in the chat room just said Long Island. I'm not going to Long Island. I I I don't have that much hair. I'm I'm going I'm actually going to uh, Staten Island, and I'm five minutes from the fer- the ferry. So um so whoever's in New York, hit me up. We'll 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 like hang out. And um, yeah, well, no, we no, can yeah, totally no. we can totally have a kiki because now you know. Yeah. Um, no, so don't. Don't feel bad because I don't talk to anyone. I'm like the most boring, like hermit crab ever in the whole world. And actually, Robert <laughs> recent Robert texted me this week. He's like, "Hey, this is my new phone number. It's Robert." And I wrote back, "Who? Robert Hill?" <laughs> I'm like, I have like I six. Robert, I, have, I know like six Roberts, and I'm like, I thought it was him, and he's like, "Bitch." Robert from the radio show, I'm like, oh, well, I figured it was you, but, like, I don't know. It's not like I, I was like, it's not like your share, and I know your first name. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That Ooh. is fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, well, that's, that that's, is, that's too bad. That's not bad authority to hear that. Are, are you okay around yeah. it all? You know, you know what? I am. I, I am okay. Um, he's actually not here right now, so we're still in the same apartment. It's kind of like kind of weird. But no, um, yeah, divorce. So, so apparently, you have to be a citizen of New York to um, to 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 get freaking divorced if you got married there. So just so you know, the gays, the gays, they wanted to get married, and now now they have to get everything that goes with it. So, so wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Roll it back. So explain yeah. to me, because I know very little about gay marriage, so I know even less about gay divorce. So what <laughs> happened? So you got married in New York State? We got married in New York. We we got legally married. I have the certificate in in my or the, 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 license, the license, correct. whatever the hell it is. So now I have to come back to New York to be an actual citizen of the state. To get a divorce. Get divorced. That yeah. is insane. That, I mean, Isn't I'm assuming that applies to all marriages, correct? It's, it's only gays. Only Shut gay marriages. Up. Because if you are a heterosexual couple, marriage is recognized federally. Oh, my God. Wow. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen... Who are listening? If you feel like getting married, make sure, <laughs> make absolutely certain it's the it's the person that you want to marry. Because um, I, I and I thought it was I thought it was the person that I wanted to marry, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Oh well, oh well, that's what happens. Bigger and better, girl. That's bigger and better. Bigger and better. I'm going to New York. I'm going to hang out with Jack. Yay! <laughs> I know. I'm gonna make Jack look good. Come uh, on, bitch. Um. So wait, how was your ace <laughs> conference? That's the last time I saw you. Oh my god, it was. It was the last time you saw me. Um, the ace conference was great. Um, so so Jack, I I got a phone call on Thursday when I was supposed to take stage with Daniel Bauer. And um, that was that was that Thursday, and that that was when I had to fly back home because um, uh, because Mark did something that he shouldn't have done, and I had to fly all the way home, stop my conference oh. early. Yes, yeah, yeah. So oh well, so if, I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm opening a big can of worms, just tell me to shut the fuck up. So 
No, no, no. Um, you're all. You're you're good. You're good. It's all good. Okay. No, no. It's all, it's all good. You know, I, I I will I will edit out the pieces that shouldn't be on air. If you okay. know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, good at that. Right, right. So, so yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. every time I ran into you guys, you were always like giggling and laughing and having a grand old time. So. Um, I, I was like, I wish I could hang out with the Europe people. Like, I, I had a good time, but I was kind of working, and it was not as amusing. So, um, no. But it was, it was good. But, it was, it was a great conference. And my favorite thing that came out of the whole thing was, you have to go see How to Survive a Plague when it comes out. It comes out September. We should have uh, some of the Act Up people on here. Um, oh yeah, I, um, that I was. Who was that? That was uh, Peter Staley. Yeah, Peter Staley is. I've gotten. Yep. I started chatting with him on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and he's uh, amazing. And like after you see the movie, you just want to like hug him because he's a basically single-handedly we're all alive because of him and like the founding members of Act Up. <clears throat> and it's I know. Really so, so Jack, or can, can, I, can I make you? Can I can I make you jealous for a minute? Uh huh. I I I I know Peter Staley really well. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know. I've you know I love Peter, and and Peter to me is not just is he a, a a founding member of Act Up, but he's a really good person. I mean, deep down, and and he's just he's amazing. And yeah. this movie that's coming out that he did is is that he directed and, and, and wrote and, and I don't know if he directed it, but anyway, he was so involved with it. But yeah, I know. He, yeah, he he didn't direct it, and he I don't know how much he had in terms of creative input, but he's really the star of it. Other than I mean, Act Up is the star, and the whole movie is the star. But he's really just so moving in it and amazing. And I mean, for anyone for people listening, I think the website is Survive a Plague dot com or dot org and um the movie is just all about the it's how act up and the people that were the you know initial the founding people from act up and all those people that were in the the first wave of people infected with hiv how they survived because they had to and it's so moving and so amazing and then there was a panel afterwards and they were talking about like drug companies and, you know, how they, yeah, they're evil and, yeah, but also they're amazing because they keep us alive and, like, how you deal with your relationship with drug companies and, um, you know, just all of that. It was really, really, really amazing and insightful and it just reminded you of how those people were really so important because we would not be, I wouldn't, well, I mean, I was infected in 89. I would be dead for sure if it was not for those people, like, I really owe them you my life. You were infected in '89. Uh huh. You were infected. You were infected in '89. Yeah. Oh my God! I've been old. I was 20, 20, 23 years. I, I was um, fifteen in '89. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You could be my daddy. Yay! Oh God! I could so be your mother. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack McEnroe can be my father. If we lived in Kentucky, I probably would be, and your cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look. You know, Kentucky is only 10 hours away from me. Well, well, thank God you're getting the hell out of there. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) 
So what was your uh, what was your favorite thing about the conference until your your unexpected departure? My favorite thing about the conference, besides seeing you again and then having you, me, and and Robert all together in one spot for the first time ever right? in four years, I'm like really. Um, no, no. The I think my favorite thing about the conference was a meeting Jamar Rogers. Amazing. I love Jamar. Yeah. I know he's amazing. Um, and the Global Village. I, I have to tell you that the, all the other stuff about the conference was was great and and informative and and all that. But Jack, the Global Village was amazing. It's totally. That's where you met everybody. That's that's where you connected with people and and that was awesome that was just yeah. so so terrific hey i i think jack it is uh it is like 12 after the hour 12 minutes after the hour and i think her guest is 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 here so i'm going to bring him on okay Hold on one second are you, are you ready i'm are ready, ready i'm ready for All this right. and 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 it is um christopher christopher Christopher, it's Christopher Barnhill, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to bring him on. Christopher, are 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 you there? Yes, I'm here. How's everyone? <laughs> Good. How hey, are you? Hey. I'm doing well. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, perfect. Can I see you? Yeah, no, I can see you just fine. I uh, or I'm hear not, you. Can you hear what, me? What is, <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, I can. We can. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm great. I'm sorry. You know, in the area I am, it's just not friendly to Sprint customers. It's like, why? I, you know, I switched to Sprint thinking they had a better service, but my my apartment just doesn't like Sprint, and so I'm I'm actually in a car doing this interview, and so if you hear a little You're background noise. I do apologize. Yeah, because my apartment don't like Sprint customers, so it's kind of like, you know, I, I can't get service at all. <laughs> okay, do you know how? All right, Christopher, do you know how ghetto that is? It is a little ghetto, yeah. I was going to say that, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, you got to make a way, right? It, well, <laughs> it's not ghetto. It's not the, <laughs> So, 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 tell me something, Christopher. Are are you literally actually sitting in a car outside right now? Okay, yes, I am literally sitting in a car right now, <laughs> sitting outside. Um, and the thing about it is, the thing about it is, I don't even have a license, nor do I drive. So I'm sitting in a friend's car <laughs> in, the, oh, in the driver's no. seat. So, <laughs> so that's hey, no, that's no shame, no shame in that. I've had to, and especially in the first couple of years of the show, when the cell phone service was not, I mean, it was spotty. I would, I've done interviews all over. I'd have to walk outside. I do it on people's balcony, like, you know, so it ain't no shame. <laughs> I feel a little shade in that, too. I, I feel like there was some, some underlying, some silent shade going in. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's all you need to do. Just, just let it go. <laughs> Shake it off. Shake it off. So, so, okay, really, we're not here to talk about you being in your car. We're, we're here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about you, Christopher, and and you're going to talk about yourself. So so tell me, Christopher. Tell me, tell us about yourself. Tell us, tell the listeners around the world about you. 
Why are you okay? Here? Well, why, why did we bring you thank on? Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and, and hearing a little bit more about my life. I hope that anything that I say uh, does inspire you, does, does inspire someone to live a little bit longer, live a little bit wiser, and also just live. Period. Um, so, uh, my name is Christopher Barnhill. I, I am from. I was born in Washington D.C. I'm proud to be a Washingtonian, aka Obama Land. Um, um, and so. I'm 25 years old currently. Uh, I just had a birthday May 2nd, so I'm excited to be 25. I'm also excited. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me stop you. Hold hold, hold on. Oh, my You're 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 25 currently. I'm currently 25. Yes. Currently 25. Currently okay. 25. So you're gonna be. You're, you, and so you're you're awfully young. Uh, yeah, well, well, thank you. I appreciate that since, you know, a lot of the young people that I've, I mentor and work with uh, are now calling me old. So I definitely appreciate the reminder that I <laughs> oh, am. Oh, my God. You know, no, 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 no. You, you, you don't know what old is. See, uh, he could really be my son, except for the fact that we he'd have to be adopted because clearly we don't look alike. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? That's okay. No one has to know. You know, no one has to know that that you are my adopted. We can be biological. You know, let 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 people just you know think what they want. All right. <laughs> Where did Anyways, all start continue. Daddy Jack. Hey, Daddy Jack. oh God. Yes, exactly. All right. Oh, no. off, off topic. Let's, totally keep, gonna... let's keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> But as I was saying, I'm so excited I'm 25 because, um, you know, I, I, I have been, you know, born with HIV, uh, been living with the virus for 25 years. So it's definitely uh, something, it's just, you know, a humbling uh, moment to see 25, knowing that I've had so many friends um, uh, that did not see 25. And so it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet, you know, to be able to see it, but also know that, you know, the friends that I've made over the years of, of knowing that I'm that I've been positive. Uh it you know, unfortunately didn't make it to see twenty five. So um I, I live each day in honor of them and also that's why I go hard at the work that I do nonstop. Um because I believe that, you know, their life should not you know, their life their legacy in life will carry on through the work that I do and I you know, I bring them to every situation and every opportunity that I have in, in regards to, you know, public speaking and being an activist and advocate for HIV positive. Um, I, I currently work at an organization called Metro Teenage. It's a nonprofit in D.C. that specializes in, in uh, supporting young people and advocating for young people with HIV or not with HIV. We just want to make sure that young people are getting the skills necessary that will inspire them to um, to make you know healthy uh, choices around sexual <coughs> health. Um, I, I wear many hats in the city. I, I love being. Uh, 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 activists in, in D.C. Oh, this is a little ghetto because people are walking past me and they're yelling. But I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. But anyway, so yeah, I wear many hats in D.C. As, a, as an activist, as an advocate, as a brother, as a friend, as a mentor, as a minister as well. I actually just came from church. I'm a youth minister at the Community Church of Washington, D.C., um, so, I, you know, I just believe that, you know, with, with each day of life, I should, you know, give back. And any opportunity that I'm alive, I just want to make sure that I am, you know, living with purpose and living on purpose. And so that's what, you know, although I'm young, I, I've learned that in a short time, and I'm, I'm excited that I was able to get it while I'm still here and I get it. Well, I guess I can't get it when I'm dead, but I'm so happy that I get it while I'm still awake, I guess. Um, yeah. So, um I just actually I was watching and I put it in the chat room the video there's a video of you that they played on 
B, uh, BET, I think it was last World AIDS Day, because I know you said you were 24 in the video. So, oh, yeah. um, but, uh, I, I, so tell people that aren't really familiar with your story, you mentioned that you've been positive since birth. What can you tell a little bit about, like, how you found out about that and um, how that happened? So my story is very unique, and, and each time I tell it, I got to just sit back and like, dang, that's a unique story. But um, uh, so March 13, 2004, um, I was at a health fair. You know, I was mentored by an organization called 100 Black Men. Um, uh, it's a national organization that mentors young African-American men, and I was, you know, one of their mentees. And we was at a health fair at Howard University, and um, one person randomly asked me, have I ever taken an HIV test? And I'm like why are you asking me have I ever taken an HIV test? I mean, although I was sexually active at 16, I, I just, just didn't think that I fit the mold of what risk was because my only knowledge of HIV was, you know, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. And that's sad. In 2004, I, went, I was in high school. I was a junior, and I barely got, you know, comprehensive reproductive health education, you know, life-saving information that could protect me. Um, you know, so, but the second person randomly asked me, uh, have I ever taken an HIV test? And I was already to the point where I was about to get a little loud and ghetto because I'm like, wait a minute now. I don't look like I got HIV. Why is people randomly coming up to me asking me about that? You know, because I was a little defensive. You know, I was a gay kid. You know, I knew the HIV was prevalent in the gay community um, at, at, at the age of six, and I knew that. Um, and so I was like, what are they trying to label me for? But the third person asked me, and I was like, wait a minute. Now, I know the power of three. When three people ask you in less than an hour, I know it's something I need to pay attention to. Um, and so I decided to take the test, and I was like, you know what? You know what? Could, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I, I, at that time, I believed that I, you know, did everything in my power to protect myself. But you know, 20 minutes later, I got a positive result, and I was like, wait a minute, this, this, this can't be right. You know, I, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't believe it. Um, and so, um, you know, I, the first person I ever disclosed to was my biological aunt because my parents died of AIDS. Um, I, my mother died of AIDS. I didn't know my father, unfortunately. But Jack, if you wanna. Sign your name on the birth certificate. That's an open slot. Okay. You know, and when I when I disclosed to my my aunt that I that I was uh, HIV positive, she disclosed to me that my mother died of AIDS, and at that time I didn't know. Um, but really, also, you, you uh, didn't know. So so you didn't know your mom. No, Something that happens in, in, in the black community, and I wish it, it would just end, is, is secrets. You know, secrets are very high in yeah. the black community, especially when it's something that is devastating. And oh, wait, wait, so, so, wait, 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 Christopher. Are you telling us that you're black? Oh, shit. I'm, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Lord, forgive me. But, um, no, 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 it's okay. Oh, no please do. Here. We've been saying it's shit okay. all before you came on. <laughs> I know, I know. I might, have, I might have church members listening, and I'm like, they're going to probably write my pastor letter. Well, my pastor knows I have no five miles. Anyway. But, so, um, so, so really, yeah. you're black? Yeah, I am black. I, I don't know if you saw the picture, but, you know, I know it's in black and white. It's no, like no, no, no. I saw a picture, but I, I didn't realize that was you. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Oh, damn. Okay. So I did not know, like, well, growing up, I did not know that my uh, biological mother died of AIDS. I did hear many different things. I heard my mother was sick. I did 
kid that my mother had a heroin addiction. I didn't, I, you know, I, really? there were so many different stories that I've heard that I didn't know what was real and what was fake. And so I just, you know, kept a positive outlook and knew that, you know, eventually I would know the truth. And it's surprising, surprisingly, when I discovered that I was HIV positive, so many truths about who I was was revealed. Um, it wasn't until two years later, 18, I had a random conversation with my grandmother, and I, you know, I used to, you know, think about it, I used to play this game, who can I tell that I'm positive? I don't know, I was one of those teenagers that just loved a little bit of controversy. I told uh, 2,000 students, I mean, 2,000 people at my high school that I was HIV positive um, when I was a senior in high school, but my grandmother was next on the list, and I called her and told her that I was positive, and she hit me with the, I know, and I was like, wait a minute, how you know? Because, you know, it wasn't something that was, you know, widely mentioned in my family, especially as regards to me. I didn't tell many family members. Um, and she didn't blurt it out that I was born with it. And, you know, since then I was I was, I was kind of like, wait, I, I thought that I might have been born with HIV, just judging off um, the fact that my mother died of, died of AIDS and at that time I was born in 87, so I know there wasn't, you know, testing babies or you had proper care for them. So I, I just had a feeling. Um, but I just, you know, waited patiently Um and I discovered it then. Um, and ever since then, discovering out that I was, you know, HIV positive and then also born with it, I just, you know, speak nonstop about HIV and AIDS. Like I said, the first time that I spoke publicly was I was I was in high school. I told, um, you know, my whole high school that I was HIV positive. And, you know, the surprisingly, the response from students was great. You know, I got really great kudos from them, but the responses that were negative were from the, from the teachers that I see every day, and even to the point that I almost got suspended for the work that I did, for the work that I did in the school, um, and, you know, because I was, you know, loud and ghetto, and I'm just being funny, but I wasn't loud and ghetto, but because I was, you know, like the activist in school, I, I threatened my principal to call CNN, Fox 5, ABC, you know, any news station that will pick it up, it will be right in front of Bladensburg High School. And, you know, surprisingly, she, you know, she didn't suspend me. I guess she knew I was serious, just studying off my history of seeing her so much in the, in the principal's office. But, um, you know, since then, I, I've been blessed to be able to tell my story uh, from an audience of one to an audience of thousands. You know, I, I did BT 106 in part this past um this past World AIDS Day, and to be able to just do that, you know, and to also, you know, um, actually, Jack, we did something with Logo together, too, at uh, DC's, um, oh, my God, this is the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, the oh, AIDS my God. The AIDS walk. Yeah, yeah, the AIDS walk. That was embarrassing for me to not know that, but, um, excuse me, but, yeah, we did something there. So I've been doing stuff with, you know, uh, BET, I've done stuff. Um, I had opportunity to do some work with the Obama administration, working on the the national AIDS strategy. So I've just been like really blessed to just you know get up every day and do the work that I love to do. Um, and I have no regrets about it. You know, to to be 25, to be positive, to to advocate for for people with HIV and to advocate for those who who are at risk. You know, I'm just just thankful and grateful that that you know. Um, any anywhere that my my voice could carry, any place that would accept me, um, I'm able to just go out and just share my story. But not just my not just my own personal story, but the stories of of the people that um, that I know that have uh, transitioned on with with AIDS. Wow. Yeah, so. So, I, so, I, got, so, I, so I have a quick question. Wait, let me let me sure. go first because this just yep. so okay. So you found out when you were 16, and then subsequently you spoke to your grandmother, and she knew that you were HIV positive when you were a baby, and I'm assuming if you didn't know, you weren't taking medication that whole time, correct? No. Um, 
my, I think that's my immune system was a remarkable one. You know, um, my my and you know, I don't want to make my my family come out to be a villain because that's not who they who they are. They're very loving people. But I think what happened is because the stigma, that the stigma, the stigma is so thick in African American communities around HIV that the only best way they knew how to handle it was to ask in my experience that, you know, to keep it a secret. Now, at that time, I was definitely upset, angry, and depressed. But at 25, and I keep throwing my age, I'm sorry, but at, at the age I am now, I understood the position they were in, you know, to, to right. 1987 and to have this kid, you know, to first have a, a parent that died of AIDS and had to deal with that. But then to also have a kid, a baby, to, to be HIV positive when there wasn't really many resources available for them. And so I understood where they were to just keep it a secret. And because, you know, I had a big mouth that would, you know, family. Well, well, I have so, so, a big mouth, I, I probably would have told so, my whole kindergarten class anyway. <laughs> so, 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 Christopher, um, yeah. were you taking medications? As a young child, um, to my recollection, no, I I wasn't taking medication. I, so, I didn't so start taking medication. So, so they weren't giving you meds. You didn't know you were HIV positive. Did you go see a pediatrician? Um, I did. I did have a pediatrician. I did have adequate health care. I think what what was what happened? Um, because I had a biological parent, um, who who took care of me. Um, and had um, all of my medical history, but when I when I transitioned to over to, you know, um, my guardian, I don't think all of my medical history transferred over. Now my my aunt to this day says she didn't know that I was positive, but it was revealed to me through my grandmother that I was. And um, and so and so I I think so, I, I so wait, 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 I have, wait Christopher I I, I got to stop you for a second. I, I, I'm sorry. I I gotta stop you for so for a minute. Um, so your your aunt didn't tell you, but your grandmother did. Mm-hmm. You and and you never saw a doctor between all of them. To, to, um, I, I mean, never saw I mean, a doctor for HIV, but I did see a doctor. You know, growing up, I did have you know. A pediatrician, but I didn't see a doctor specifically for HIV. That that you know what that's that's really interesting because um um it as I I would think as an HIV positive baby that that they would be giving you medication. You know, it's it's one of those stories that is so unique that it's like beyond belief. I've actually had a doctor, a personal doctor, tell me, "Oh, you could have been born HIV because you would have been dead by now." And I was like, "Thank you, I found a new doctor for you know after that." But you know, yeah. um, although my story is unique, I, the people that I've that I've met along the way who were per- perinatally infected have the same similar story. Have the same similar story, and it's it, and it's so underground. It, it, it shocked me that I know a few friends that have found out that they were HIV positive at 16. Some of them, some of them were taking medications. Some of them weren't. I guess it's that at that time, you know, my immune system was really great that I didn't didn't need to take any medications. I didn't start taking medications until I was 16, and I and I and I took that by choice. I didn't have to, um, but I took it by choice. Um, but you know. Um, Growing up, now, I remember I wasn't really a sick child. You know, I, I had like issues around allergies, but I really wasn't like always sick. You know, I was the type of kid that would play in dirt, 
had rock fights, get bust upside my head with the bottle. I was like a rough kid. I don't know how it turned out to be so cleany now, but I was a boy. Point and that really speaks to the the strength of the stigma in the African American community, especially. I mean, yeah. we know it's everywhere, but the fact that they just would keep it would prefer to keep it a secret than putting your health care first is really powerful. You know, they might have preferred wow. to keep it a secret, but I think I think also stigma is also a disease as well. And of so they're like, oh no, we got to deal with the, the disease of HIV, and we also got to deal with the disease of stigma. And they didn't know it was stigma then, but I guess in in their in their thought process, they were trying to protect me as much as possible. But unfortunately, right. um, it it wasn't the best decision. But I don't fault them for it because you know everyone has a journey, everyone has a past, and everyone has a way to go through this life. And so, you know, me finding out at the time that I needed to find out was a perfect time. You know, 16 is a magical year, not only just for girls, but it also is a magical year for boys. And so I learned so much about myself, so much about the world, so much about the universe around me that I think finding out any earlier than 16, I would not have, I probably wouldn't have been here because I wouldn't have, I know I wouldn't be able to handle it at, at, as, a, as a kid. So finding out at 16 when I was, old enough to kind of know a little bit. I was still a little naive, but I was old enough to really be proactive about my health and, and, and my life that 16 was just, you know, in, not my time, but God's time. And so, you know, whatever happened in situation with my family, um, you know, I don't fault them. I love them. I forgive them, you know, but, you know, you know, things happen at the time it's supposed to happen. Right. Wow, wow, wow. So I just want to remind our listeners that we are at the bottom of the hour. It's 9.30, and um, we're going to be opening up the phone lines in probably about 10 minutes at uh, 347-215-9442 if you have a question for, for Christopher or a comment. Um, but uh, so, 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 Christopher, where are you now with everything? I mean, you, so you're 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack and I are much, much older than you. Jack is much older than me. So um, <laughs> that was shady. Oh, I'm gonna come for you, bitch. When you move to New York, don't even. I'm stronger. I'm bigger and I'm stronger, and I have a knife. Uh oh. That's not good. I'm really not trying to. You know, be on D-line exactly. or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jack is going to, like, hunt me down in Staten Island. I'll be dead on the North Shore someplace. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but so, so Christopher, um, you've had an, an amazing childhood. I mean, it's been tumultuous, to say the least. Where are you at with everything today? Um, where I'm at with everything with HIV and all the many hats that I wear, I, I am I'm in a good place. You know, I have my my depressed moments because you know, you know I'm human. You know, I'm, I'm human, and you know sometimes I think about you know what the end result will be. You know, I'm 25, so that considered I'm considered a long term survivor. So I'm also, I'm thinking about like, wow, what what would happen? You know, past 25, but I try not to. Anytime I'm thinking about the end, I'm definitely not living. And so where I am currently, I I decided that you know. You know, each each day I'm just going to live it, you know, being myself and and living in love and living in truth. And you know, currently I um I just I'm gonna I just got accepted to Catholic University. 
um, and got a scholarship, um, which I'm really excited about. Well, good for about. you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's awesome. I, I didn't really consider school as, as – as, I didn't consider higher education as an option for me. You know, in high school, I was there for to be social. I was really popular in high school, but my grades didn't match, you know, my popularity, I guess. Um, and so, you know, I, I – oh, Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to go back because you just said something about about grades and popularity. Elaborate. I, I want to know more about that. Well, in high school, you know, I came out of, I came out as gay in ninth grade, and so I guess you know when when a gay kid comes out, you just suddenly have this instant fame and popularity in high school. So I was like one of the, I was one of the cool kids. You know, I was I was bullied in high school. I was still kind of like one of the cool kids, and so I was pretty much there in high school. Uh, to be social, to be to be liked, and to be loved, you know, you know, trying to figure out who I am as you know as as a high schooler to be a teenager is, is really hard, and to also add you know being gay on top of that um, is even harder. But you know, in school I was just there to be liked. You know, I, I took, I mean, I you know I did enough to get by. Like I, I was a C average student. Um, sometimes I got little D's too. But you know, I didn't consider higher education for me. You know, I, I pretty much limited myself when I when I got hired at Metro Teenage. I thought, wow, I'm doing the work that I really want to do. So screw an education. But now, as I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm close to thirty in, in a few years. I've accomplished a lot. You know, I've done work with the president. I've I've been on TV. I've done interviews. I've I've you know, I impact lives. I'm grateful for that. But the that I haven't done is obtain a degree. And so I have all this great experience, but no degree to, to prove my experience. And so now it's about me reapplying myself and, and getting an education because that's important. With, with knowledge is power and with the education, you're a powerful person. Um, and so I want to, you know, just, you know, make sure that I am, you know, putting my school first. Um, I'll first put a lot of it. We'll put God first. We'll put school up there, too. Um, currently, I'm a youth minister at the community Representing the Youth Nation Ministry, so you know I minister to to uh, children and teenagers every Sunday. Um, and so I, my life now is pretty much you know just doing the work that I've been placed on this earth to do. Um, and so I do get rest sometimes, um, and I do eat. Uh, I just actually <laughs> ate, ate a few. I ate a few minutes ago. The first meal I had all day. I know I'm embarrassed, but you know I, I just you know where I am currently. I just try to make sure that I have a positive outlook. And although sometimes the days can look a little dim and, you know, not in my best favor, but I try to, I try, it's really hard, I try to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Actually, I mean, I just, from talking to you in this half hour, it's like you're, you're on, like you're, you just the way things you say and how you're repeating that mantra. And I know if you're saying it out loud that you're just saying it in your head all the time and, it's really impressive. Um, I, the question I actually have for you, because I get asked it all the time and it's hard for me to answer, is because I'm not 25, people ask me all the time, at the, almost at the end of every interview, is if you could say something to young gay men to get them to realize that this is a serious issue, what would you say? And I always struggle with that because it's like, well, you know, we're not, it's not the 80s, it's not the early 90s where everyone was dying, so people just think, if you're not HIV positive, I think a lot of people think, oh, you just take a couple pills and you're fine. What would you say? Because you are 25, you are that guy. So what would you say to your peers? Wow, and you know, and that's that's so funny. I say that a lot. I I say, um, you know, people got HIV 
twisted. You know, people think, oh, you know, I'll, just, I'll get HIV and I'll just take this blue and orange pill and I'll be okay. But, you know, that blue and orange pill is, is more than just that blue and orange pill you swallow. That blue and orange pill has a lot of stigma. It has a lot of, you know, have have a lot of health issues. It has it, that that blue and orange pill comes with a lot, and and you know it's a it's it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard lifestyle to manage. And you know, although I'm I'm sitting up here and I I sound very positive and have a positive outlook, but I still have my moments when I'm like, you know what, um, HIV, you getting on my nerves today. I'm gonna need you to like cut it out for a few minutes because right now I got things to do. But you know, um. You know, if you're not ready to, to pretty much change your whole lifestyle, your whole way of being, then I would say don't 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 test that blue and orange pill because it's it's more than just a blue and orange pill. And I feel like in this day and age, um, we need to we need to hear the voices of of those who experienced HIV when it was like, oh no, you dying. Like those people need to, their voices need to need to come back because I think this generation is getting lost. You know, I have friends uh, or acquaintances that I know um, who are negative, and all of a sudden I'm getting these calls like, Chris, I got HIV, and I'm just scared that my the generation that I grew up with is just going to be lost to HIV and AIDS. And I know we hear statistics that says that the rates are going down, but I don't, you know, I don't even pay attention to what the statistics say because I, I, those statistics are people, and I'm, I'm connected to people. I'm not connected to numbers, and those people uh, I, my friends, my 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 family, my 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 you know my comrades, they're they're becoming positive, and something needs to change. Like something needs to change. I don't know what it needs to do, but something definitely got to change. Yeah. Well, and actually, the 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 AIDS conference that we both just came from. Um, were you there? Christopher, I was there briefly. I was at, the Global Village was amazing. I don't know oh, what the amazing. other um what the other. Portia was like, because I, I didn't, I didn't, it was, I the, rest of it was, the rest of it was great, but kind of boring, <laughs> the, the global village is where it's at, but anyways, yeah, the they were, the, was amazing. yeah, some of the speakers were actually saying that, yes, the infection rates in virtually every group are either staying the same or going down, except for young gay men between the ages of 19 and 25, and especially African-American men in that group, they continue to rise, which is really, you know, scary. So I think all the things that you're doing and talking about are especially, especially important. To be, to be, you know, and I want to say this, to be gay and black is, is also a hard pill to swallow. To be gay, black, and young is a hard pill to swallow. Because when you think about it, you know, a lot of, um, you know, you know, a lot of young people, um, who are gay and they come out to their families, unfortunately um, get kicked out and get, turn, get turned away from their families. So where do they go? Where, where are the resources for them? So they either turn to the streets. I actually just met a young man that, um, actually not, I didn't meet him. I went to high school with, uh, with, a, a, with some guy that um, I knew in high school, and I ran into him today, and, you know, it was a great conversation. He came out to me, and I was like, well, I didn't know you were gay in high school, and I wish I did because he was cute. But um, you know, he he, he, he <laughs> but, um, but the thing about it too, uh, he texted me and said, "Guess what? I'm an escort." And I was like, "What?" Um, and I was like, "What is going on? Like an escort in this day and age?" And you know, I was thinking like these these young these young men need resources. You know, um, if I'm if I'm gay, homeless, and I got no food. I'm 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 not gonna be my sexual health my my risk is not important and I guess I just speak to that because you know at 18 I was homeless you know I, I you know I, I stayed at friends' house and you know and I had to you know I had to you know 
pretended like guys get dates because I knew with a date there was a free meal. And, you know, slept with guys because I knew there would be a warm bed. And, you know, and, you know, if I was doing that at 18, that was 2005, and this this cycle is still repeating. So young men need, need resources um, that, that lets them know that, you know, who you are, you are loved no matter who you are, no matter if, the, if that parent or that guardian kicks you out, you're still loved, you're still cared for, you are still important. And so I guess this reminds that, that these young, that young, younger gay men are, are important and they, they need to be here, they need to take care of themselves. It's also important, but also provide them with the resources that won't allow them to, to turn to the streets and also turn to risky behaviors. You know, employing these young people with, with, with not just jobs but with skills, reminding them that education is important, reminding them that yeah. your health is important. So it's, 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 it's more than just, you know, uh, giving them a few dollars, but you've got to remind them that their, their, their life is important. But, you know, that's what I try to do each day that I walk is to remind people that, you know, you are important. You is kind, uh, well, you're kind, and you is important. I, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I, I think what you're saying, Christopher, is that no matter who you are, you have value. You you do. You do. Right, right. Why, why it, it, you're here. Just, you have value. You're, you're here. You You have value. Um, so I just wanted to let our listeners know that it is about 15 minutes to the end of the hour, and uh, we're going to open our lines. If, oh, yay. If you like, Christopher. Yay. I would yeah. love, so to, we're I would go love ahead and, to connect with people. So we're going to go ahead and open up our, our phone lines. The phone number to call is 347-215-9442, and you have uh, Jeremy Dunn, Jack McEnroff, and uh Christopher on on the uh on 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 air right now. So um so so Christopher uh we we've gotten through, you know, being born and what you're doing now. What do you want to do in the future? Oh, I mean, you're 25. Wow. You're you're so young. You're so young. What is it that you want to take with you? Wow. Um, and and when, when you're my age, and especially when you're Jack's age. <laughs> that was shady game. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> Jack is totally going to kill me when I get back to New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Look, please, I don't want to be on Snap. I don't want to be on Dateline. I don't want to be on Nightline. I don't, because, you know, we the last interview, so I don't want to be like, well, you know, um, I, you know, Jack was, you know, Jack and, you know, they were, they were really cool people. I, you know, I don't want to have to do that interview. It's just, I don't want controversy right now. <laughs> so, um, but, 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 but for my future, um, you know, and that's why it was important for me to go back to school. I'm majoring in social service, and hopefully, you know, after that, prayerfully when I'm done, get a master's of public health. But I really see myself really um, getting the politics. It's so it's so it's so weird. Like politics, you know, I'm I'm so like not the cookie cutter politician, I would think. But I really want to, you know, get into politics. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, doing a DC ANC commissioner, and if later, you know, possibly running for council member for DC. Because I feel like, you know, with all this energy, I come from a history of activists. I come. I actually have a cousin in New York that is a, a politician. She's a council member in in New York. Um, um, upstate New York, and I, my grandmother was a civil rights activist in D.C. And I, my grandfather was, uh, my great grandfather was uh, a pastor. So I have all these great influences and all these these entities 
inside of me. So I want to use that to to mobilize the DC community and 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 you know advocate for them, not just you know on on a one on one, but like you know community wide. I definitely see myself delving into politics now. I don't know if I will will be the 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 um the type of politician that will be like yes ma'am yes sir. I will probably be a little kind of fiery because that's who I am. But you know, if the community would have me serve as as their political leader, I, I would definitely gladly take it because I love DC. I love the petition that DC has, and it's time for for me to not just talk the talk, but also walk the walk and advocate for those who. Who who definitely um, feel voiceless and reminded them that you know they have a voice and their voice need to be heard and their voice should be used and their their skills and their life should be valued. Yeah. So. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know what? I, I because Christopher, I I think what we're what we're getting out of all of this is you're 25. You're 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 so young, so young. Thank you for the and, reminder. Uh, I love it. I, I, know, <laughs> I had I know. gray hair Hell the young. other day. I almost freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gray hair. Oh, please. I, I have a beard, and, and I was looking in the mirror this morning, and I'm like, I think I need that just for men stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a spokes, I'm a spokesperson. <laughs> I don't you know. Are. Are you going to be a spokesperson for older men, too? So keep I it. Do. Keep I it. do not. I do not. Oh, no, when you get all, like, my whole beard is gray. It is not cute. I look like an old man. You know, what? You, know you might have a little twink that might like know. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Everybody loves Jack. Are you kidding? He walks, he can walk into a freaking mall, and, and then I can actually get shopping done because they take everybody away from me, and, and oh. I can go extra <laughs> Um So... <laughs> because Jack is hot. Jack, Jack is a hot. Oh, please! And, and, it's not about me. It's not about me. And if P.S. If you if I let myself go for a month, you wouldn't even recognize me. I am cold <laughs> and hot. Yeah, and I've seen you, so I'm sure you like stopping traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh please! The only time that Jack ever stops traffic. Never mind. I, yeah, I, I okay. won't go there. I won't go there on air. Because Jack will cut me later. Um, I'm already going to cut you. You're on none to lose. I'm on the list. I'm on the list. But um, so, so Christopher, what's what's in the future for you? What do you want to do? I mean, being 25 years old, you doing already all of this that. amazing stuff. Did I? I know, I know. But but I, I want to know really what he would like to do. In the next, like if you um, could have, your, if you could have your perfect job, do you, do you yeah. have a concept of what that would be? Well, um, well, honestly, one is being a politician in the future, but I'm a, I also started a business. I'm so you know, all things I've mentioned, I didn't even mention the fact that I started a business. So I uh, I started a business called Positive Impact. Currently, it just funnels all the work that I do, public speaking wise. But I hope to just really use this um, this platform and 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 the, the God given skills and talents that that I'm blessed with to just you know get um, communities together. Um, and 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 nonprofits and faith-based institutions understand that young people, um, you know, teach them about reproductive health and and educate, empower them to to you know uh, live a life that is of value. I, I definitely want to you know help help faith-based institutions develop curricula around um, and and programming for for um, you know 
LGBT youth and also all all of you. So I definitely want that's definitely where I see myself in the future with positive impact. But Cal is definitely this other link, um my public speaking and stuff. So that's still in the works. That's that that that's awesome. So you know what, I actually have another question that's popped in my head. Ask no, you I were born that. I know, I know. You were you were Christopher, you were born with HIV. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know a life outside of that. How do you feel? What do? Do you, no, well, well, hold on, hold on one second. How, how do you feel about people who come up, you know, who might come up to you and say, "Oh, you poor thing! All those other people out there could have prevented this, but you, you, you poor thing, you were born with it." How do you, how do you handle? that kind of, um, that, that reaction? Um, I get a lot, and to be quite frank and honest, I dislike it because I, I don't want anyone to, to put me in the, oh, you know, well, you know, it wasn't his fault, you know, well, you know, he had no choice. And essentially, you know, it's true. But the person who was HIV, just because a person gets, it, gets, gets HIV behaviorally doesn't mean that they got it by choice, you know. Um, you know, people, I mean, you know, we know that to get HIV is through unprotected oral anal vaginal sex, you know, sharing needles. Who would say that person who became positive uh, was raped? You don't know that. You don't know people's story. Or, or say that the person was in a committed and loving relationship and the person decided not to tell them that they were HIV positive. We don't know that. And I think what happens when we start putting people in this good positive box and this bad positive box, we start judging and creating more stigma, and that's why people don't feel that it's okay to come out and talk about the HIV because they're afraid you may put them in a box. And then what we really got to do, and this, 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 is, this is when, this is when uh, I get a little amped up, but what we really got to do is when you start judging people in the thoughts and you put that mirror up to your face to see, see all the stuff and dirt that you've done. And when we recognize our own dirt and stuff, you will have no reason to try to put anybody into a box, judge, or label. And so what we got to do is start coming at people with love because love is important. Love is so important. I don't think we even right. know what love really is or how to really love people because if we really knew how to love people, then it would, no, it would be no place in hell for stigma. It would be no place in hell for discrimination. It would be no place in hell for prejudice because we would all love each other. But first, when we master yep. that, then let's talk about that. But, but but since we have not mastered love, we should not even even be sitting and standing on people's in people's homes and telling them how they should live, how they should act, and how and 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 also tell them how they should be. And so that that's that's my stamp. I you know I approve the message on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, this is Christopher, ladies and gentlemen, and he approves this message. Uh, <laughs> right. Christopher, we we are literally uh, we have like literally five minutes left of the show, um, and and I want to thank you so very much for coming on and, thank you. Um, and then, sharing your story. There have been no callers. I know. For, I am I mean, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I, the um the the closing ceremonies are the number one most watched show in history, and they're on right now. Oh, so. that, you know oh, oh, that's right. The Olympics. Yeah. That's oh, right. that's yeah. what everybody is. You know, I, you know, I, I I blasted on Facebook, and I had like two likes. I was like, wait a minute, I know sixteen hundred and fifty people on my Facebook, and only two likes. <laughs> So I figured they must be, you know, busy or something. So, you know, it's okay. I'm not bitter. <laughs> well, that's like, you know what? I mean, don't, people don't can listen bitter. to this later. I mean, they can, you know, listen to it on iTunes and it's fine. Oh, so. and, and they will. oh wow, that's great. Absolutely. That's great. People will be listening to this on iTunes. 
So, so Christopher, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so and, much um, for having me. It's a pleasure and honor. Oh, it, it, it's it's been it's been fabulous. And um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've had Christopher on, and and I just want I just want to thank everybody for for tuning in tonight. So, so Jack. Yeah. Jack, what what are you doing for the next week? What's going on? What's, I don't what's know. What's happening with you? You don't know. <laughs> really? Um, I'm waiting for you to get here. I'm planning. I'm plotting your death as we speak. I oh, just started. Okay. 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 Excellent. Yay! I'll be there on. Um, I, I'm driving up on the 29th, and I'll be there at, like officially the 30th and the 30th and the 31st. Awesome. So, well, we'll have to so, have a uh, welcome to New York latte. <laughs> I, I think so. You and me. Just you and me. I don't want anybody good. else around. I just want you and me. So okay. um, and then and then and then like on the the fourth or the fifth of September, then we can have people around. Yeah. Then we can do okay. this again. I, I okay. we just have to be it just has to be us. So Okay. Um, so <laughs> Okay, he says, Okay. You know, I'll never see him. Um so so ladies and gentlemen, listeners, thank you all so much for, for tuning in tonight. Uh, we are literally at three minutes at the end of the hour. Uh, Robert it, Robert actually took a vacation day today, and, and I'm, like, thrilled for him. He needed it. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about really fast, and I know we have three minutes, is um, August 25th, uh, August 24th, 24th, uh, 24th, and 25th, and 26th, uh, Jeremy and Jeremy Dunn, myself, and Daniel <laughs> Bauer. Are, <laughs> yeah, who? Jeremy, who? Jeremy Dunn, uh, Daniel Bauer, and me are going to be, um, and I are going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to be um, uh, doing a. We're going to be doing Beyond Belief, and uh, for uh, the Teddy Bear Touchdown to raise money for Dab the AIDS Bear Project. So uh-huh. we're, we're 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 thrilled to be doing that. So, what is that? Um, we're going to be. What What do you mean? What is that? I don't know what it is. Really? Oh, Jack. Okay. Well. So so. Dad, I know what Dad the Ace Bear is. I don't know what yeah. your thing is that you're doing. Uh, okay, so Teddy the Teddy Bear uh, Teddy Bear Touchdown. Well, yeah, we what have is been that? invited. We have been invited to Jacksonville, Florida to attend their red tie, um, I think it's what they call the red tie event, their okay. red tie affair, and it's a fundraiser, and uh, Daniel and I are the headlining performers for um, their their charity event. So okay. we're going to go down, and we're going to raise a little money for Dad the AIDS Bear, and uh, I believe, and and so so I'm going to leave everybody, you know, on, on pins and needles here, Um we're going to unveil a, na- a, a, a a very new bear for the first awesome. time in, in many years. Yeah, I know it's going to be exciting, and uh, we're g- so we're going to do that on uh, Saturday, August twenty fifth. So, so if you are in Jacksonville, Florida, or around Jacksonville, Florida, even an hour out like Orlando or whatnot, get get over to Jacksonville, come see the show. Come meet um, Daniel Bauer. Come meet me, and um, we would be happy to have you at the show. So, um, 
Jack, this was a great. This, this this was a wonderful show. It was. It it, it really was. And 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 Jack, um, I have to tell you, Jack. Um, every time that you and I host a show together, it's always a great show. It goes <laughs> really really well. I don't think we really need Robert anymore, so I'm gonna text him right now and say we're taking over. Okay, yeah, I I think I might text him too. We don't need you. Yeah. We don't need Robert it's, anymore. It's it's all right. Jeremy. So that sounds good. I'll talk to you next week when it's just our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't so, like that very much. No, no, he won't like that at all. He won't like that in a in at, We're at just all kidding. We love Robert, of course. Exactly. We love Robert, exactly. So um it is we're we're All right, Tranny, I'm going to bed now. Seconds. So you amuse you the listeners. All right, yes, girl. Exactly. See you Have soon. Night, Jack. Bye. We love you. Mwah. All right, and everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and we love you so much. Bye-bye.